Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is James 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would consider how we should pray, that we would understand better to pray to you in all situations and ask for the help of one another in prayer and pray for each other pray that we can accomplish good in our prayers toward one another. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. James 5. Come now, you rich people, weep and cry aloud over the miseries that are coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted, and your clothing has become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have become corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and it will consume your flesh like fire. You have stored up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages that were held back by you from the workers who reap your fields cry out, and the cries of the reapers have come to the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived self-indulgently on the earth, and have lived luxuriously. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Therefore, be patient, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the soil, being patient concerning it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Strengthen your hearts, because the coming of the Lord is near. Brothers, do not complain against one another, in order that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge stands before the doors. Brothers, Take as an example of perseverance and endurance the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider blessed those who have endured. You have heard about the patient endurance of Job, and you saw the outcome from the Lord, that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Now, above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, in order that you may not fall under judgment. Is anyone among you suffering misfortune? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? He should summon the elders of the church, and they should pray over him, anointing him with olive oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person accomplishes much. Elijah was a human being with the same nature as us, and he prayed fervently for it not to rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you should wander away from the truth, and someone turns him back, he should know that the one who turns a sinner back from the error of his way will save that person's soul from death, and will cover over a great number of sins. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. 
At the end of chapter 4, James gave a warning to the people who were making plans without considering God. In that case, he did suggest a solution. Now, at the beginning of chapter 5, James gives a warning to rich people. He starts this warning with the same words as he started the warning in chapter 4. Come now. But for the rich, he doesn't offer any solutions. He just says that all of those riches are going bad, and they are taking the rich with them to fire. He says that they have stored up their treasure in the last days. So there's no more use for that treasure they so carefully hoarded. He says they have not paid their workers, and the workers have cried to the Lord of hosts. Another way to say that is the God of armies, meaning that he can and will act. James says the rich have lived for their own pleasures and fattened themselves for slaughter. He is picturing them like cows ready to be butchered, and he says they have used the courts to mistreat and even kill good people. So it seems that there is no hope for these rich people. They are just doomed. In contrast, James speaks to the Christians and calls them brothers and tells them to be patient. I take it that they are some of the ones being oppressed by the rich. He gives the example of a farmer who waits patiently for the harvest. So we expect good from God at his coming. Jesus speaks like the judgment day is just around the corner. And neither James nor we know when Jesus will return. We should live as if it will be right away. James gives the example of the prophets who went through hard things in order to preach God's message. He specifically mentions Job. The thing we admire about these people is that they endured. They made it through all of that trouble. So we should endure through hard times. James says, don't swear an oath, but just speak the truth. This is similar to what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount about not swearing, but just speaking the truth. Then James talks about prayer. He starts by listing some situations we may find ourselves in. If we are suffering, we should pray. If we are cheerful, we should sing praise. That is also a form of prayer, but through song. If we are sick, we should call for the elders of the church to pray for us. He also mentions anointing with oil. While they did use olive oil for wounds, I don't think he has the medicinal qualities of olive oil in mind here. Olive oil in the Old Testament represented the Holy Spirit. They would anoint kings, priests, and prophets to symbolize the Holy Spirit coming on them to empower them for their work. So I think anointing with oil here represents the Holy Spirit healing them. And James says, And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. In other words, sometimes, but not always, sickness is caused by sins. So the prayer will not just be for the physical healing, but for the forgiveness of sins. Then James says we should confess our sins to one another so that we can pray for each other and be healed. James isn't requiring a formal confession to a priest, but just says to one another, so any Christian, so that they can pray for us. James continues to talk about prayer and says, The effective prayer of a righteous person accomplishes much. He mentions how Elijah prayed and stopped the rain on the land for three and a half years. Then he prayed again and it rained. That is tremendous power. James ends by encouraging us to help sinners back to God. It's an abrupt ending, no greetings, just encouraging us to turn a sinner back to God. 
And now for a deeper dive. I was thinking about talking about riches, but James doesn't give much hope there. It's just scary. But then I got to this section about prayer, and that is really encouraging. James is basically prescribing prayer for all situations. But sometimes we need to get others to help us with the prayer. How much do you want to get rid of sin in your life? Are you praying to God about it? Have you asked other people to pray about your sin as well? I guess it depends on how serious we are about getting rid of sin. And I'm not talking about sin in general, but a specific sin. That we know something is wrong in our life and we want to overcome it. Sometimes God will have to bring that sin to our attention. And sometimes God uses sickness to do that. So are we paying attention to God as he brings things up to us? Or how about cheerfulness? Are we using that to praise God? There are many great hymns of praise to God that are basically prayers. If we mean those words as we sing, we are praying. How about praying for other people? There are so many spiritual needs, so many people who need to turn away from sin to God. Do we care enough to pray for them? Elijah cared enough for the whole nation of Israel that he prayed for no rain for three and a half years. That would be devastating. But it turned people toward God which is what really matters. Are we willing to pray for hard times that will even affect ourselves if it will turn people to God? We won't if we care about riches on this earth. But if we care about spiritual riches, we might just see the need to pray that. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.